2: Day podcast.
3: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Day two of the draft is wrapping up. Packers made two picks in rounds two and three, picking Elton Jenkins from Mississippi State at pick 44 in round two, and tight end Jay Sternberger of Texas AM at pick 75 in round number three, adding to the offense with an interior lineman and a tight end. Mike Willem here with Tyler Grezagoric recapping the day for you, and Tyler. How was your day, too? How was everything going? Uh,
2: If you had the opportunity to tune in to the draft show that I was on earlier today, you would probably guess that I'm having a great day since the team went offense with both picks.
3: No, I agree. It's been, it has been a good day for the offense, and they got two really good prospects that are talented, SEC-tested guys who really know how to play their position well, and We'll start with with Elton Jenkins at six four three ten. He was listed as a guard when James Lofton announced the pick, which is interesting because a lot of people have him as a center. Uh, NFL.com him rates him as a chance to become a starter. He's got long arms, big hands, and a lot of talent for a redshirt senior out of Mississippi State. I guess what have you seen from Jenkins, and what are you looking forward to seeing what he can do in Green Bay?
2: Yeah, I'm very excited for this pick. It's I'll be quite honest. It's not sexy one bit, but the pick is fantastic. It's a, he's a great player. He's a he's quality character guy. He's a guy who's going to step in day one and compete for a starting role on this offense. Now there's a supposed hole at right guard. If that means Billy Turner is not going to be the incumbent there. Uh, you know, Brian Bulaga's future after this year is up in the air. So maybe, maybe Turner's, future with this team is at that position at the right tackle and you're looking at uh, Jenkins to fill in at one of the guard positions slash maybe center in an emergency or if they decide to move on from Corey Lindsley in a a couple years I think his contract is up in two years so you know I just love this pick because it just adds interior depth to that the group that just needed it so badly last year, uh, he's going to fit this offense perfectly. He, he has experience in the zone scheme. He's built for a zone scheme, which is exactly what Lafleur needed. Uh, he's going to be a greater in the run game, uh, and you know maybe that's not necessarily his trait, but I just think that his best trait but that's going to be something that he's going to be very well known for in the NFL but he's really known for right now as a pass protecting guard a guy who excels in pass protection and as we saw last year this team got beat up the middle bad and it just took its toll on Rodgers throughout the season so I'm very excited to get this guy into camp and see where he kind of fits in with everything Uh, he may not be a starter day one but he very well could be starting by the end of the year.
3: Yeah, and, and a lot of the guys talked about uh, during the, the stream earlier as well was Lane Taylor might be looking over his shoulder a little bit more after this pick as well. And Andy Herman made a great point as well is that even if Jenkins doesn't become a full-time starter, he could be that J.C. Tretter, Evan Dietrich-Smith guy where he's going to be on the team for a while. He'll be on, he could be a, like a 7-8 year guy, may not always starting, but he's going to be a guy who's going to be steadying presence back there. And, yeah, I agree with you. It's not a sexy pick, but I think it's a, a great pick. And Brian Gutekunst, I think, hit it out of the park with that one. In round three in pick 75, and I was on the stream when this happened, uh, Jay Sternberger, tight end from Texas A&M, was taken. And we've been talking for months about the Packers need the draft a tight end. And now they get one at 6'4", 251. Good size arms and hand length for him. Uh, Richard Jr., so we, uh, he'd spend a year in junior college Really had one year of production at Texas A&M, but what a year it was. Uh, 10 touchdowns, averaging 17 yards a catch. He had some big-time numbers in. He is definitely a receiving threat of a tight end, not a a big-time blocker yet. But he's got good athleticism, he's a great route runner, and I think it's another very safe, solid pick for Brian Gutekunst.
2: I can't disagree with you. I, you know, when I saw the pick come across, I was so excited. When they missed out on Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson in the first round, I was really sad. But I said, okay, there's three there's three other tight ends that I could see this team going with that they're going to have to probably get on late day two, early day three. Uh, and that was Josh Oliver, uh, Cahale Waring, and Jay Sternberger. And I, I like the pick because he's not as developed as a blocker yet, but you still have Mercedes Lewis and his, his best ability is as a receiver. And I think this might cause the team to not even address the receiver position anymore. You know, and I I was in the boat of, if you can't get one of the premium talents, then just don't even bother uh, mentality. And so I think that he adds that another big slot behind Jimmy Graham, who's had some problems with injuries uh, the past couple years. and, I just think he's going to provide a little bit of a spark to the offense from that backup tight end position. And I think they're setting themselves up well for the future.
3: No, I agree. I think uh, Sternberger is a guy who's going to, who's going to replace Jimmy Graham in 2020. He's going to get some time this year, but he's going to be the guy who's going to be uh, at the end of Rogers career. He's going to be that starting tight end that they look for. He's got, like you said, he's got great hands. He's a great route runner. And he's a guy who's, he's going to fit what, LeFleur wants to do very well, and he's if he can play like a Delaney Walker type guy like he had in Tennessee, all the better for it. So those are the two picks the Packers have did make on day two. They do have four on day three. They have a fifth, two sixth, and a seventh. Thank you very much, Brett Hunley. And so as we look forward to day three, Tyler, I'll go to you. What are what are some things you'd be looking for as we after we eventually get to round four into round five?
2: Yeah, so I'm looking for the Packers to kind of just round out their roster. You know, they did a fantastic job. Honestly, uh, I was really worried after they took rush on Gary, uh, in the first round at 12, I was just really, really worried. But the matter of the fact is they did sign Preston Smith. They did sign Sedarius Smith. They still have Mike Daniels under contract for another year. And they have Kenny Clark coming up, uh, in a year, I think to be extended, uh, with his fifth year option. Now, he provides depth to that group, and at the same time he addresses the edge and the defensive line. And then they take Darnell Savage, who addresses the safety position and possibly even nickel corner, which I've talked about extensively since they've taken him. If you were on the stream this morning, uh, when I had the opportunity to talk about him and I was glowing about Darnell Savage, I'm so excited to see his fit with Jair Alexander and Adrian Amos in that, in that secondary and what Mike Pettin's going to do with these guys, because I just, I just think they're all so versatile now aside from Kevin King and probably even Josh Jackson. I don't think he's as versatile as he's made out to be, but you know, He's just got a lot of options in that secondary, um, and who knows what they're going to do with Josh Jones now. And that's another athlete that they could get involved in this defense. And then they address tight end, and they address interior offensive line. Now, Elton Jenkins Elton Jenkins, excuse me, has experience playing tackle in college. Very, 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 very limited. However, he fits exactly what the Packers are looking for as a guy who can come in and play any position in an emergency, and he's a super athlete. He's probably way more suited to play interior, but he does have some experience at tackle, which is crazy to me because it's just just the amount of versatility that he brings to that group. So moving forward, they can honestly do whatever the heck they want. I think they need a specialist, i.e. a returner. Uh, Maybe you go out and take a chance on a guy like a Preston Williams, if you feel like uh, the wide receiver from Colorado State, if you feel like you can turn him around. I was never truly impressed by his take. But maybe we just kind of go out and find some guys with some blazing speed, take some chances on them. Maybe compound your picks, uh, you know, your fifth and your sixth rounders, move back into the fourth and get another one of your guys. And I'm okay with coming out with a small draft class. If you're going up and getting quality talent and, you know, just kind of rounding out your roster in certain areas, I'm okay with having a small draft class of five, six, seven guys. Now, I, I don't – I think the team is going to be looking for a fullback. Uh, I, I just based on the way that they've operated this offseason and the way that Shanahan and Lafleur offenses have been operated in the past, I think that this team is going to be on search or in searching for a fullback. And I there's probably a couple guys, ga- couple guys, excuse me, on day three and round six or seven where they might just pull the trigger on them and bring them in, uh, like a guy like Nick Brossett out of LSU or Alec Ingold from Wisconsin. Uh, you know, a couple guys like that. I think they're going to be looking for guys who are specialists and who are going to perform. Sp- specific roles within the team. And when you draft and set yourself up well to do that, it's just such a luxury. And it's just, it's such a great feeling to have.
3: Absolutely. And, and the guys I'm looking for, I, I want again, more, more athletes again. I want those guys who are going to, who are going to be able to move and really uh, make plays in the, in the open field, whether it's offense or defense. And as we are recording this, well, the end of round three is still going on. So if these guys are taken in the last few picks before this comes out on Saturday morning, don't get mad at us. Uh, I would like to see a guy like Ben Burke Irvin from Washington, the linebacker, another guy who would be a great special teamer. Uh, I would love to see Andrew Van Ginkle come in as a great athlete, another special teams guy with long arms, to like a guy who can block kicks and really make, make some moves there. And I also wouldn't mind seeing a quarterback. A, a, take the Ron Wolf route, did some backup development of quarterbacks so you can always. Uh, take along move along and trade for picks later on someone like a Tyree Jackson could be really really fun to see how he can learn under Aaron Rodgers but there's there's so much that Brian Goodigan's can do with these last four picks that it's it's going to be an exciting day and so as we look back on day two though Tyler i ask you are there any guys that you really wish you they, that you, they hadn't got or that, that they missed out on that you were really looking forward to
2: you know, I was kind of hoping that they would have picked up one of the receivers at 44 or around there. Um, I, I was hoping AJ Brown would fit fit there, but he ended up in Tennessee. Uh, obviously, in Harry going to New England broke my heart. I mean, other than that though, I really don't have any complaints. I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily like the Rayshon Gary pick at. At twelve, you know, I kind of wish they had waited until later in the first round if that's what they had to do. But you know, it sounds like Gudekunz had his targets on him the whole time. He he made it sound like if they were picking at eight, they still would have taken Gary. So I mean, he must he must love the guy. He must love the player. Uh, we saw how emotional and passionate he is uh, when they selected him. Uh, I think that he's he's coming he's coming into a good uh, situation. Excuse me with Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark and the Smiths and Mike Patton. I think he's coming into a good situation there where they can maybe hone his skills and get him focused uh where he need and, and work on what he needs to work on uh, and then you know as far as the second and third round I really can't complain like they their top four needs uh, interior offensive line uh tight end safety and edge slash defensive line they they all got addressed with the, with those four picks and that's just amazing to me and I don't think he reached other than Rayshon Gary I really don't um I I think he got everybody else where they were kind of Fit to be picked, and I, I just I'm I'm overall impressed. I was very sad when they selected Gary, but I'm overall impressed at this point.
3: And uh, yeah, and then going back to day two because that that is our topic for for this edition of the Packet Day podcast. Yes. You talk about how excited you were with these guys being picked, and they kind of fit in their slots. I had seen Jenkins in some round one uh, projections a little while ago, but again, he's a little older. I think he's 24 coming in. He played five years. He played his full four years in college. But he's a guy who, who's, that means he's going to be advanced. He got a lot of playing time in the SEC in a very tough conference with some very physical defensive linemen. He matched up with Quinn and Williams multiple times and really held his own. And plus, as a, a center for the last few years, he got that intelligence, that knowledge of line calls and how to be, be the guy in the middle of that line that If he slides out to guard and whether he plays left or right or competes with guys like Siragusa and Madison and Lucas Patrick and McCray and Billy Turner and Lane Taylor and there's a ton of now guards on this roster that you can think about, I think it's going to be for the better for, for him and for the team to have some more solidarity on the line, some more solid players out there and then when you look toward Jay Sternberger. I know a lot of people are down on his blocking, but he was a willing blocker. He wasn't great at it, but he was willing to do it, and he's shown that he's willing to try and try and do his best in that scenario. And a lot of times in this zone offense, a lot of times like, all you need to do is get him to get a quick seal on the edge and let him let the running runner find the gap and cut back. And so he's a guy where, as long as he even is adequate as a blocker, he he's in good shape because we know he's going to be a solid receiver. We know he can run the routes. We know he's got the hands, and he is so good at looking off defenders as a receiver, and not putting his hands up till the last second to make that catch, that it really is going to help the Packers on the long term, and they may finally have a tight end of the future that they haven't had since since Brissana Nangrata, Nagrada, Jermichael Finley met the helmet of Tashawn Gibson all those years ago.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I, I as I've said now, I love the Jay Sternberger selection, and you know you think about the coaches that the Packers brought in over the offseason too heavily focused on blocking, and the tight end coach they brought in, I believe, was an old offensive line coach, so taking a guy with those receiving abilities and hoping you can possibly develop the blocking ability, turn him into a complete tight end, I'm very excited to see what they can do with Jay Sternberger.
3: Absolutely, and as, like I said, recording this during the third round, there's a few picks left, no notable guys really coming off that we have to worry about for round five, and I guess lastly, again, are there any certain players that you want on on round and round five, six, seven? Are there any are there any specific players you want on day three?
2: You know, I'm kind of looking at linebacker. I think they should add another body there. Uh, you can find some great athletes at the position. And personally, I have a I have my eyes on a guy uh, from Notre Dame, uh, Drew Tranquil. So he tested out the roof. Uh, clearly, going to be on the Packers' radar as far as that concerned. You know, he's a leader in the middle. He was a leader in the middle of that uh, Fighting Irish defense. And I think he's a guy you could add into your your team, and he provides a spark. He's got that swagger. Uh, he's a hard hitter in the middle of the field. I, I like Drew Tranquil in the fifth. Give him an opportunity to come in, uh, make a name for himself, and make some plays.
3: And then the last thing for me is I, I wouldn't mind seeing another running back getting taken. We've only had, uh, looks, I think, six taken so far through day two. And that leaves guys like Rodney Anderson still out there. Justice Hill might still be out there. Devin Azigbo, Bryce Love. There's some guys out there that could be a good third back with the team up with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. But like we've been saying, there's so, mon- so many great options out there for Brian Gutekunst. And he-, he addressed four big needs early on with good value. And I even think Rashawn Gary's a good value because he's in a good room, like you said, with Mike Pettin and with Daniels and Clark and Mike Smith as a coach back in the room that he can realize his immense potential. And he is a smart guy, starting his own agency, two-time academic, All-Big Ten. He's definitely a a very intelligent player as well. And so if he can realize his potential, he is a top-five talent player in this class. He is that gifted and could be that good. So I think even it is a risk at 12, but I think there's a good chance of it paying off. And then Jenkins and Stenberg are just going to be steady-eddy guys. You know what you're going to get with them. There's talent there. There's going to be skill and the packers are in much better shape going into saturday than they were going into thursday night.
2: Well, my question for you, Mike, is I'm looking at this roster, I'm looking at it up and down. The biggest holes are ones in the future. They're not I don't really see a hole moving into 2019. I'm not wondering, I'm not really wondering who's going to be starting at certain positions with with the addition of Darnell Savage. I think you've got your starting safety. And I think every, every other position on the team, you pretty much know who's going to be there other than maybe right guard. But I think if you're playing Belaga, you're playing Turner at right guard. So that is just amazing to me that we're not going to have to, at this point in time, establish any starters in training camp. And you're completely drafting for the future, and you can start thinking about that. And that's just that's just outstanding to me.
3: Yeah, so yeah, and 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 in in that scenario, if you're Matt Lafleur, you are absolutely thrilled right now. Uh, and Brian had talked about I have an offensive head coach, but I, but I added to the defense in the first couple rounds or the first round. But now he's got a couple more uh, toys to play with here, like you said with Jenkins and Sternberger, and we'll probably see probably two of the two of the four final picks. I would think would go offense. I would think maybe I still want to see a quarterback a running back, maybe another lineman. There's and like you said, without any glaring holes in 2019, there may be in 2020, especially maybe a middle linebacker if they don't bring back Blake Martinez, this roster is in really, really good shape despite what the record showed in 2018. And this is a very, very exciting few days for Packers fans and for the team in general. Especially if they only take eight, there's maybe not as many jobs that are going to be being lost during training camp with for these rookies to have their spot on the roster.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I know that traditionally the Packers have liked to to bring in a large UDFA class. And I think there's going to be a number of guys that interest them uh, as far as potential and, you know, uh, back of roster players. But Man, it's going to be tough to find a spot this year. I, I could just tell you right now cuz most of the positions that uh, I'm looking at on the depth chart are too deep. Too deep at the moment and that's just outstanding. So, I'm very, very excited for the rest of the offseason. We'll see if they add any other free agents. Um uh, I'm just very excited for the future of this team.
3: Absolutely and the, and lastly looking when you look at this team, they're right I think they're right back in contention for the NFC North if these picks do what we think they can do. The Bears only had one pick on day 1 and 2 and they took David Montgomery which isn't ideal. But the Vikings upgraded a little bit, the Lions upgraded a little bit, but with what Brian Gutekunst has done, I think Green Bay as long as they're healthy are vaulted right back into contention to be to reclaim the crown of the NFC North.
2: I completely agree. I, I you know, I was saying this last year, I, I that team was just not playing up to their level of talent. Uh It was sad to see. It was a beaten and battered team. But I honestly think with this infusion of talent and players that there's just a sense. uh, There's just a new culture in Green Bay, and it's a fun one. I love what the defense is doing. I'm excited to watch them play in 2019. I'm excited to see what LaFleur has up his sleeve for offense. It's just an exciting time in Green Bay in general.
3: So absolutely so welcome to Green Bay, Elton Jenkins, and welcome Jay Sternberger to the Green and Gold family. We'll see you guys at Lambeau Field very shortly. Of course, I'm guessing Gary and Savage are probably already in town. They'll be reporting as well for some minicamp stuff for the next week or so. And it is a good day to be a Packer fan. A couple more draft picks made on day two, some more on day three, four left in in rounds five, two, and six and in round seven. Just a quick recap for day three, pick one fifty in round five. 185 and 194 in round 6 again. Thank you very much, Brett Hunley. And 226 in round 7 for the Packers draft picture remaining. So, it's going to be a while on Saturday before they make their pick. But like I said, still four picks left. So, Tyler, as you wrap things up, is there anything you're writing on as we as we wrap up the draft this weekend?
2: Uh, I'm just doing the day 2 recap for the Lombardi Lounge, pretty short and sweet, but you want to check that out, uh, most of the things we talked about today are going to be in there. But I'll be releasing that shortly after we get off this podcast.
3: All right, you can, and look for me at Dairyland Express. I will be doing some draft wrap-up stuff tomorrow night. I'll probably be doing what what, the, how, what some expectations might be for this draft class, whether it is five, six, seven, eight, or more picks. Whoever we got tomorrow or on Saturday as well. So stay tuned for that, and of course check out every day for the Packaday podcast as we wrap up. Day two, get ready for day three, and listen tomorrow for the wrap-up of day three as well, and the wrap-up of the 2019 NFL Draft. So, for Tyler Grezegorek, this is Mike Wendland saying so long. We'll see you later. Go Pack Go!
0: With the 24th selection in the 2005 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Aaron Rodgers. Who are you supposed to be? Um... Captain America. Rodgers takes quarterback sneak, reaches oh. over, and the ball came loose, but it's a touchdown. The touchdown, Green Bay. Rodgers reached it over, and the Packers have taken the lead. To announce the Green Bay Packers selection, please welcome wide receiver James Lofton. With the 53rd pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. The 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers select Devontae Adams. I am Thor, son of Oath. Rogers, clean pocket, throws the middle, of the end yeah. zone, the back, and a dagger! They beat Morris Claiborne to the back line of the end zone, the
2: Packers have won it! With the 18th pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select...
4: Jair Alexander. The truth is, I am Iron Man.
0: Snap, blitz on, Allen running for his life. Gets by Reggie Gilbert, pulls it back over the middle, and it is in a second of the end zone. Here come the Packers, down the right side of the 20 to 25, it is Jair Alexander on the return. With the 27th pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select. Kenny Clark. Oh, Smash. Packers showing blood snap to Cousins under some pressure. He's had it Kenny Clark. They
3: have a deal in place with the Chicago Bears. Mac is on his way to Chicago.
1: I want to be great. I want to be great. I want to be known as one of the best to play the game. I always thought of myself as the best defensive player in the league. That's what comes with Mac.
4: Tell me his name again. Thanos. Reddit. Reddit. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative.
3: The Avengers. The
4: Earth's
0: to heroes. Sort of like a team. Five letters here, just for everybody out there in Packerland, and yourself today. R E L A. Relax. We're in the end game now. one goal here always has been one goal That's to win world championships and we're excited to get started. It is my pleasure to introduce Matt LaFleur as the 50th head coach of the Green Bay Packers in our 100th season. I'm all about family. If that's one thing you're going to learn about me it's I I love my family. I
4: did have
3: the opportunity to talk to Aaron and I'll tell you what I, I, I cannot wait to get
2: to
0: work with him. I think he's equally as excited.
2: With the 12th pick, the Green Bay
0: Packers select...